Welcome to Royals Review Radio. Uh, I am your usual co-host, Sean Newkirk, here with my other often co-host, you know, at least an honorary co-host, Josh Dugan. Josh, join us from the West Coast to Best Coast. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going well. It's happening. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And, yeah. And then joining us for, not the first time, but the first time in a while, uh, you guys know him as Hokaius on the website on Royals Review. Uh, his good name, his, his given name from God is Jeremy. Jeremy, welcome to your uh, sophomore appearance, Yeah, maybe? Yeah. Okay. That is correct. Just just the second one. Okay. We'll call it that. Sophomore might not be the word, but anyways, you're here. We're happy to have you. Okay. Um, so, it has been... It always feels like I start off every podcast with, it's been a while, because it kind of has, because... These seem like they're really easy to do, and I could do them every single week by myself, but nobody wants to hear me do it, so it's kind of tough to get you know a bunch of people on at the same time. So we haven't done one in a while, but we are doing one now, uh, which is better than never, I suppose. Uh, and not that much has changed necessarily uh, since the last time we did it, just thanks to the kind of slow off season. Um, but we've got a whole laundry list of things we could possibly talk about. So... First off the topic, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll throw this one up in the air. Jeremy, Josh, do you guys have any potpourri? Any kind of random baseball stuff that's been on your mind? No? Yes? Huh? <laughs> Crickets. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, no. Uh, Jeremy, you were tweeting something earlier today that you were reading something. Let me see what it was. Oh, it was Johnny Dickshot. It was about Dickshot. Yeah. Okay. Well, we always want to bring up Johnny Dickshot. you've already done that. Once an episode. Well, I try to bring. I try to do him once an episode. I mean, I'd be doing a disservice. Yeah, I, I guess. guess he's from Waukegan, Illinois. He even died in Waukegan, Illinois. That's... He opened up a sports bar there after he retired. Oh, and like, what was? Do you know what it was called? Please call me uh, Dick Shots. I don't. It, it wasn't on the Wikipedia entry. I don't know. Damn it! Apparently, Dick Shots with a Z. <laughs> it was a strip club. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Bastard Club. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't see the name of the bar. God damn it. Now I want to know. Oh, excuse my language. Um, okay. Well, we'll talk about the ugliest man in baseball uh, maybe sometime. Um, but one thing that did happen, the kind of – so we talked about the slow off season. Uh, the fires are just sparks at this point rather than a full-on rage. Um, but rumor that might have happened, maybe didn't happen. It went from it happened – to it maybe didn't happen, to then um, it likely didn't happen, but then it maybe did happen. So we're not sure. But Eric Hosmer may or may not have been given an offer. It's likely he has been given offers, but the amount of the offers he's been given has been different, um, ranging anywhere from, I think, seven. Okay, so the Royals reportedly gave him $747 million, right? That was the report, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was 7 and 147 And then... The Padres, like, weeks ago were doing, like, 7... 140? Yeah. And then the Padres the other Allegedly. day said that, well, no, we haven't done quite that much. And yeah, then, and the Royals said the same. Right. Then Mellinger, or Hosmer said that the Royals hadn't offered it that much. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I mean, 
Boris will be Boris, his agent, so it's not too, you know... It's in his... It's part of his job. It's in his best interest part of his job because there's no harm. He can say, oh, sure, we have a 15-year, $200 million offer for, I don't know, Elsie's Escobar. Not true, but it's not going to hurt. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't... Dayton might give him yeah, that offer. That's true. I, I'm sorry. I put that out in the air. I, I, that has legs now. I can't take that back. Um, but let's hope that it doesn't go anywhere. Oh, I believe that more than I believe seven for $147 million for Eric Hosmer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, it was called the dugout. Don, Dick Shot's bar was called the dugout. Ah, so there you go. And this was in Waukegan. I would imagine. I've heard, Josh, yes, hell, I bet you've been to Waukegan. You've been everywhere. I, I, I mean, I've been there, but I, don't, I didn't go to. I know the dugout. But I was, I was thinking you've been. To no, the, I would have if I'd known that. Good old Johnny Dick Shot owned it. Wow. So okay, so we've got. Uh, Hosmer there. So obviously, all right, Jeremy. I think I feel like you are a okay. Hosmer apologist isn't the word, but I feel like you are pro signing Hosmer. No. No. Oh, okay. I thought that you were. Okay. No, I'm, I had the the whole article. You you wrote the article that wondered if if Hosmer could even be worth 147 million, right. and then I wrote the one that said even if he's worth 147 million, it doesn't matter. Okay. I thought I thought there was a time when you were up for it, maybe, but I, I feel like you nah. you're okay. okay. I I was I wasn't even I I would have traded him probably before this season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Oh yeah, trade him at the deadline at least or something. Okay. And then I know Dugan, no doubt he's you are not pro Hosmer resigning. No. Yeah. No. Um, I know that one. You. Yeah. Uh, okay, so obviously none I think of we, these guys should be resigned. I know. I think so. I think we can all agree that seven one forty seven would be an awful out. You know, awful, yeah. awful uh, overpay and just pointless for this current Royals team. Um, but I mean, I I sat the other day, and this is what I do in my spare time. I sit in my room by myself, uh, and I think about baseball stuff, and I think that hey, and of course my dogs want to go crazy right now. Um, I think that I try to say, okay, what's a reasonable amount for Eric Cosmer? I'm going to throw out a number, $55 million. yes or no. Forget the term. I mean, well, five years. We'll call it a reasonable $55 million offer. The only deal I'm giving Eric Cosmer if I'm the Royals, and only because of loyalty to Eric Cosmer, um, is a one-year deal. Really? And then I'm planning to trade him at the deadline. Okay. Okay. So. Well, there's also, if you do that, there's limited value to Hosmer, though. Like, you can't uh, you can't throw a qualifying offer yeah. right. to a player two years in a row. And so then, if they didn't have a buyer for him, there's not much point to that. So it's got to at least be a two-year deal to have it make any sense for the Royals. Yeah. Because you have to hedge your bets. You can't just hope that you can flip him at the deadline. Right. All right. Especially when... And there have to be, there have to be the potential for... There has to be the potential for surplus value, or or at least the potential for a decent return in trade. So it would have to be at least a two-year deal. And you're talking about even-year Hosmer too. Don't forget that, where he's yeah, he's right. almost undoubtedly going to be worth negative uh, wins this year. Okay. Well, and I also was thinking that, I mean, the Royals. It's in their best interest to try and float an offer out there for more than. I mean, I think. Excuse me. I think he'll get more than fifty million. Uh, pretty easily, he should. Um, but yeah. you know, but it's in their best interest to definitely offer him more than fifty million. That way, that they can use that for a comp. They can kind of 
that way they can benefit from the compensation pick, the QO pick, because if they yeah. say fifty million, someone will say, okay, we'll give you fifty-five million, and there you go, you've got your QO. Um, yeah, they have to. They have to offer at least fifty. Yeah. So to, so, to make it make sense. Yeah. For that. Okay. No, I, I'm with you, and I guess we've also kind of kicked around the idea, and this would be a nice little segue. If we're going to spend one hundred and forty-seven million, or even call it a hundred million. It'd be much better to spend that between Mike Moustakis and Lorenzo Cain signing both. Oh, of them. easily. Oh, easily. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Even just on Lorenzo Cain. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, honestly, I think like I was thinking when I was saying, oh, none of them should be resigned. Oh, well, they could. I think you could justify resigning Cain. There's yeah. there, he wouldn't. He's not blocking anyone at center no. field. There's no. There's no right. coming Bo up. Starling. He'd be blocking. Yeah. And then and then at the very least, you know, if you had him on a three or four year deal yeah uh you know like he could be he could be at five wins by the trade deadline yeah you could you could trade him then and he'd actually get something in return you know i mean you're gambling on health but he's not been like he reasonably unhealth i mean he's not been off yeah yeah not too it's no 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 it's just there's some seasons where you know he's only good for 120 games yeah because he's projected for three we'll call it three and a half wins next year um, yeah, which I mean, but I mean, it's that's it's not a stretch to see him outperforming. No, that by uh-uh. at least a win and a half. Oh, I you would know, imagine like, that's mainly just aging curve. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all aging curve, and you don't know how, especially like if he were to go to a different park. Yeah, you well, could I mean, see you could see the home runs taking a jump again. Yeah, so he's projected for a 107 WRC plus in 2014. He had a 109 WRC plus. He's worth five wins. So, I mean, yeah. as long as his defense, he, and last year he wasn't rated very, he still put up four wins last year, but his defense was rated as one of his worst defensive seasons he's had, and he was still worth four wins. Yeah, um, and, and you, you don't, don't know, know how, how much, much of that's just, you know, the vagaries of variance. Yeah, and just some sort of static in all of them. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think I'm, I mean, I really love Kane. I think, see, that's kind of the bad thing is I hate that Hosmer gets all of this, like, franchise star he's our mm-hmm. guy local kind of guy when it's like Lorenzo Kane came up to the same system same time he debuted in 2011 which I think that's the same year Cosberg debuted for the Royals and it's just like if people forget about him it's like dude this guy has been like arguably one of the best Royals players of all time um, yep. he should have I don't know that's kind of I feel bad for Lorenzo Kane. he's going to be really underappreciated in you know 10 years from now it seems like yeah, it'll, it'll be, be like, like Amos Otis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was... And, and like, Willie Wilson, I feel like he's... Well, uh-huh. he's ish. But, I mean, he should be... Heck, uh, Kane finished third in MVP. I guarantee you Royals fans... Would, there's probably some out there that, that don't even know he finished in the MVP race, let alone finished third for MVP. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Hosmer's never finished higher than, like, 14th, I think is what it was. Um yeah, Kane beat out Machado, Keiko, Cruz, Beltre, Bautista, David Price, Altuve, Miguel Cabrera, all these people. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, yeah, and then that's kind of the same for Mustakas too. He also, I think, gets a little bit of the he, uh, he kind of loses a little bit of the the shine just because you know he was injured. It's nice that he got the home run record, but it just feels like he's going to be underappreciated well, somehow. Yeah, his OBP took such a big yeah. hit. You know, because he decided he was just going to be swing, swinging for the fences right. this year. <laughs> I saw one. I saw one tweet from a guy on Twitter. Who I won't. I won't say, but I can't stand him. He goes. He basically says any metric that has Mike Mustakis is only being worth I don't know whatever it was three wins or something is a is a BS metric. 
I'm like, well, dude, his OBP at that point was like sub three. It's like yeah. there's a little bit more. I mean, don't get me wrong. Home runs, you know, power is very important, but yes. getting on base <laughs> matters. Mm-hmm. Right, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no good. You could you could agree <laughs> with anything I said there. I I could have, but I wouldn't have. Oh, okay. It's just whatever the program is telling (laughs) Jeremy with air quotes around Jeremy. Uh, It's just whatever the program is telling him to say. Yeah, one or zero. Uh Okay. Um, So one thing that did happen, that uh, kind of more money-related-ish, to the... Okay, so I think some Royals fan... This is another guy that's going to get degraded still. Joaquin Soria is no longer a Royal. Uh. People... So... If he never came back, he would be so revered, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everyone was just dying, losing their minds when he signed that contract. Well, okay, not everyone, but Many. a lot of people were just so excited. Joaquin Soria's coming back, and I sat there and I went, "He's not the same guy yeah. you guys remember. You're not going to love him anymore." <laughs> and then he just and I and you know he he got a, he got some love last 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 year. Wait, yeah, last year, right? And then, 2017, he was okay. No, I'm sorry. 2016, yeah. 2016, he was obviously a bit of a disaster. But I think yes, he was hated right. more last year than he was in 2016. Yeah, yeah, because no. there was all the weird residual. Yeah, whatever. Everyone, like lots of people wanted to pin 2016 not making the playoffs on him, and it's like, yeah, eh. <laughs> like there's a there are other relievers would have blown leads too. Yeah, like. Like it yeah. wasn't a sure thing just because he was blowing leads. Right, Chris Young was still on that team. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's right. So he was worth he was replacement level in 2016, worth 1.7 wins. We'll call it two last year. Um, okay, that's right. I always forget my years with that. And so, I mean, it's great that he added on almost a two win season last year. But it's just like, man, if you have, he, it's almost like he he shouldn't have ever come back. And I mean, he wasn't awful overall in his time. But yeah, he's definitely one of those. It's like if he his legacy got tarnished a bit. But he's gone. Uh, the Royals unloaded nine. They what nine million off the books? I think from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they are the, paying a million for the buyout. Right. Right. Twenty-eight or the yeah, twenty-nineteen buyout. Okay. Yeah. So that cleared it. Um, but unfortunately, it kind of was at the cost of losing Scott Alexander. Who I mean, <laughs> I was not happy with the trade. If only I was happy with unloading Soria. And actually, and I think that the Royals got the third of the three-team deal. I think the Royals got the third. They were ranked third. They got the worst return of the three. Sound agreeable? Yeah? I know some people might be a little more into Trevor Oaks than I am, but... I mean, I... Go ahead. I think he'll be fine. Yeah? He's pretty reasonably hopeful for Oaks. He looks like Junis 2.0 to me, which is fine, like you say, but it's not... Anything amazing, yeah. and we had no, but a number four starter has value. Yeah, sure. yeah, but we also we had a we had Scott Alexander who was young and cost controlled, and I would have liked to see us get more for him. Yeah, yeah, especially since it seemed like to, and that's the thing is that's the that's what always made it weird to me was that this was really two separate deals. This was Soria to the White Sox for cash, and Alexander to the Dodgers. The Royals and White Sox exchanged nothing other than Soria and cash. So unless the White Sox for some reason said, hey, we're not going to take Soria unless you can convince the Dodgers to give us Avalon, and then it, it just that it just seemed like it was like... The well, the off. Dodgers are also sending money to Chicago, I believe. 
yeah, to uh, help pay for Soria. Yeah, it's two, no, it's like two million to cover Avalon, who is ARB eligible. Um, so the, the the Dodgers, I think, end up basically neutral on cash. Um, but they get Alexander, who's got cheaper and more years of control than Avalon, who I think yeah. was ARB two or probably ARB two. Um, so I'm pretty sure he's ARB two. Yeah, so that's why I was like, this seemed like it was just two deals that were just like we got to do these together, but. I would have liked them to. I mean, the Oaks, the return for Alexander in its vacuum was okay. I thought probably he should have been worth more, um, or you change him at the flip him at the deadline because I mean, I think there's a reasonable expectation that he was going to continue to be roughly as good as he was. Uh, and the the deadline deals for relievers seem to be way higher oh, than yeah. the ones you can get in the off season. Oh, absolutely. So I don't. I would have held on personally if it was me. I'd have held on to Soria. Yeah. Until the deadline and seen if you could just instead of flipping him for salary relief, see yeah. if you could actually get some prospects for him. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they have to make the room to sign Hosmer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's and that's what I was going to bring up. So here's here's the two fears. The first fear is that they use that money to resign to Hosmer. My second fear is they don't do anything. They just traded Soria just to trade, just to get him off the books, and then they it cost him Scott Alexander. You know that would be. I don't know which one of those is worse. I think actually the Hosmer one might be worse, but it's like, <laughs> what did they free this money up for? Hopefully not Hosmer. Yeah, I know. Hopefully but... some something, anything. Because I mean, there's, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of free agents out there still. Yeah. And there's tons of flyers out there, and I guess I could see if they're like, okay, we cleared up some money so that when the draft comes around and we'll have all these picks, we'll have, you know, we're okay with spending all the way up to our pool, but there's really no reason any MLB team shouldn't spend their entire pool amount. Um, yeah, especially when they were spending so much over right. the pool money Back or the, uh, above the allotted right. slot money. Back in the old days. Advised slot money, yeah, above, yeah. in the two CBAs prior. Yeah, and then it's like their international pool this July, they're out of the penalty box, but it's it's I mean, I just I'm curious on That what should be coming was. from different money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's like where okay, you've now cleared 9 million dollars, what are you going to do with it? You know, other than is the reason to clear it because you're going to go use it on some other resources or are you clearing it just so you're not losing 6 well, which is fake anyways, but you know, you're not losing $25 million a year or $30 million a year, which is impossible, but um, anyways. No, they were, weren't they? My understanding of that was that they were losing $60 million per year. It was $60 million over two years. Is what it they was were. $60 million in 20... It, they, the way I read it was it was $60 million in 2016 and 2017. I thought that too, but uh, let me look it up, because I'm 99%. I thought that too, and then I go, then it looked like it was between two years. Um, I, yeah, I read it the second way, that it was $60 million over the two years total, but I could have misread it. Yeah, I'm going to see. Uh, I don't know. I'll see if I can find it, but yeah. Um, Regardless, they yeah. weren't losing that. No, no, it's it's impossible. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, he said we got a World Series. Uh, where is it? Damn it, I just had it two seconds ago. All right, well, he said 60. Uh, here it is. According to Moore, the Royals lost an estimated 65 million to 68 million over the 2016 and 2017 okay. seasons. So shoot, I mean that's almost 70 million, roughly. I mean, yeah, yeah I, so I said 30, 60, 30 to 35 a year. Yeah, which is impossible Hilarious. for the Royals. Um, yeah. 
they've got to bring in $120 million before they even sell a ticket. And I think that might even be conservatively $120 million before they sell a ticket. Uh, and they had over $2 million in attendance both seasons, right? Yeah. That yep. and all the, I mean, shoot, MLB's richer than ever, higher mm-hmm. revenues. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, the, the, Bam, the Bam Tech money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... The Bam Tech money is insane. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... That's very unfortunate that they kind of painted that picture, you know, with with more was saying, oh, yeah, well, no, it's... We're, we're losing it. It's like, well, you know, thankfully, Mr. Glass... And by the way, I think... I was thinking this last night. Isn't it kind of weird that owner that some people call the owners Mr. Something like I don't call the CEO of my company Mr. Blah 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 but I guess it's not that weird but I don't know I don't know okay sorry that's tangent but, um, so Alexander we'll be missing him who we've oh now they've actually lost two relievers so who's filling in right who do we want to call up? Bookter and Maurer probably yeah. is going to fill in those spots anyway. Yeah, but I think they were kind of penciled in anyways, really. Um, but I'm thinking... I mean, hopefully, like hopefully Dick Lovelady's up. Yeah, I'd say Stamont and Lovelady would be probably the two choices. Well, what about the, the two Rule 5 guys? Oh, yes. Yeah? Are they... I wonder... Let me see which one. One of them's... One's a definite supposed to be really girl. close to ready. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... Uh, if they if what the highest level they both pitched at? Uh, well, didn't one pitch in the what's his face? Uh, Keller. Keller pitched in the majors once, but it was in like 2014, wasn't it, or 2013? Yeah, something like that. And then he was injured or something. I think one of them pitched in the majors, but was was a little removed from it. Yeah, we should probably know. Now I can't remember either, like, Burke or something. Yeah, Keller definitely did not pitch in the majors. Burke Smith has pitched in the majors. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I thought Bert Smith had Tommy John, but I might be wrong on there. Um, I'm pretty sure he did. I think that's... Yeah, because he's a podcast. Yeah, he guy. pitched in 2013 um, in the majors. And, I mean, he basically, you know, came back from injury and missed two years. Yep. He missed 2015 and 16 injury. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking because Padres, Padres have, have had a ton of uh, Tommy John guys. Um, and he was one of them. So, yeah, I mean, those guys could definitely slot in. I mean, Birch kind of has always had decent peripherals other than the kind of the command, which has been a bit wobbly. Um, and, I mean, he's 27. It's not that he's necessarily – he's. I mean, best case is he's what? Scott Alexander? Um, which I mean, Scott like Alexander's a, 27. That's what I'm saying. Scott Alexander's 27. So, best case, he's basically Alexander. Um, and even that might be pushing it a bit because, I mean, Alexander doesn't quite have that uh, – Injury history, and you know he's not been on you know tons of different teams. This because this is Smith's third team now, um, and then Keller's not even. I mean Keller's. There's a reasonable s- scenario where his strikeout rate and his walk rate are within one and a half of each other. Um, yeah. Just given the o- okayish command and low strikeouts, so I mean yeah, those guys are options. Um, Stamont is an option. Uh, Richard Lovelady obviously is one of my I don't my guys. I don't anticipate seeing Stamon up as a reliever, at least not early in the season. I think they still want to yeah. make him a starter. No, no, definitely. And he's still at the point where it's like, okay, it still makes sense. But I think he's 24 now. Um, Stamon, you are. He is 24. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, 24 is youngish, but, I mean, 25 is coming around 
Uh, well, he'll be 24 for basically all this year. But 25, you're really going to be pushing it where it's like, is this guy really a starter? Um, the guy just got traded today, Kyle Crick. He was one of those same guys like, is this guy a starter reliever? And at 24, last year he just got converted to basically a full-time reliever. Um, and he's been good. Oh, did he go over in the yeah the McCutcheon deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's been around forever. Same guy, couldn't throw strikes to save his life. Um, just like I mean, if if he's at a carnival, he's, if he's at that carnival where you have to knock over the milk jugs, you, that's a he's just burning money at that point. Um, <laughs> he's not winning any prizes there. Uh, but he did get some time. And they said, okay, you know what, you're a bullpen guy. I I mean, I'm all for giving Stalma another shot, but. I'm telling. I mean, I think Stout or Selman will be up. Yeah, Stout's a good one. Selman's kind of an interesting guy just because he's been around forever. Yeah, um, a lot of prospect fatigue with him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Same thing with Miguel Amante, another guy who's just been around forever. That, yeah. Um, just kind of like since I mean, sometimes the prospect fatigue guys pay off. Gary Sanchez was a guy who everybody's like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about Gary Sanchez, but yeah, yeah he's good. But it's because we started hearing about him when he was 17. Yeah, yeah. So it's the thing with like Amante. I mean, he's been around for so long and. Kind of modest. He's been around for a while. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of bullpen guys. I guess we'll we'll see. Um, but this yeah, is I'm the, not too worried about the pen. Yeah, even even like Machado could be okay. Yeah, you know, he was obviously like in the pen, and I don't think he should ever start. <laughs> I remember. I'm. Oh my goodness, that game. I I can uh, remember that game. Just which through. one? Uh, there was like three of them. The Twins. Didn't he? Well, he had two meltdown games. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah, I'm thinking of the Twins game. I'm thinking of the one where. He got a lot of hype, and I remember like people, that same guy on Twitter that I can't stand, he goes, oh, this is going to be a good one. This guy looks like you're a typical league average starter. I was like, dude, first off, you haven't even heard of this guy five hours ago before he got called up. You hadn't even heard of him. And then <laughs> and then you watch him. You watch Joe Maurer double off of him. And someone, I was just, all these doubles, and oh, that was one of the, that game was tough to watch. Almost as bad as the, um, oh, what's his dang name from like five years ago? That got blew up in Toronto. Um, oh, oh, it was uh, Vin Mazzaro. Vin Mazzaro, that's right. Uh, almost oh, as bad as that Mazzaro game. Eric Brooks. Or Eric Brooks. Yeah. Well, he went to Toronto. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking of the Vin Mazzaro game. Um, okay. Vin oh, Mazzaro was he got lit up for what 11 runs or something? Yeah. You know what? Maybe that wasn't in Toronto. Maybe the Brooks game was in Toronto. Now that you mention it, maybe the Mazzaro game was at home. Um, they both got lit up. Yeah, no, they both did. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of... One of them I thought was in Toronto. Um, oh, my At God. At least it's not the like... Brooks one was definitely in Toronto. Oh, it was Brooks in Toronto? Okay, okay. And then I think the Mazzaro game was at home. Um, or was that a weird, like... Wasn't that against Pittsburgh or something? I'm trying to see. So he played in 11... That might have been a weird interleague game. Because Mazzaro pitched for the Pirates at one point. Um, 11 hits... It was I Cleveland... Forgot. At home. Yeah. Cleveland at home. He got 14 runs, 11 hits on 2.1 innings. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's pretty efficient. If you're going to yeah. get slammed, he did it about as quick as possible. Um, well, and just he, he he was trotted out there. It was cruel how long he was stuck out yeah. pitching after oh. it was clear he had nothing that day. Yeah, because, oh, my God, did he get pounded early? Like, did he get pounded in the first and they brought him back out and he got pounded again? Yeah, oh. it was like, look, you got, we need some innings. Because <laughs> I, think the, I, I think the pen was, I think the pen had gotten destroyed, like, the day before. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, oh, oh, uh, no, that's right. He was, we replaced Kyle Davies. that game. Yeah. Okay. 
And then Adcock... Yeah, because Davies had already gotten shelled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Davies... In typical Davies fashion, walk, walk, walk. So three walks... Oh, uh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, three walks to start the game. Yeah, yeah, a ground out. So a walk, a ground out, two more walks, and then Yost was like, all right, I'm... I'm done. We're good. Thank you. Uh, and then, actually, yeah, this was this would have been Yost. Um, that was that was when they were like, "Oh, Kyle Davies, we're gonna fix all his first inning problems. Yeah, we're gonna he's gonna pitch an inning in the bullpen." And then he came out, and that's what he did. <laughs> Got his one out. Then we added Cock. We added Nate Adcock. Um, he got his. He was a out. hero that day. Yep, gave up a gave up a run, an unearned run, and then looks like he singled, walk a bunt. A single, okay. So he didn't let, but yeah. Then Mazzaro. Then they're like, then we need you, man. And he, he had a rough, <laughs> he had a rough, rough time. Okay, yeah. The Brooks one was in. I think the Brooks one was in Toronto. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. Let me see. Twenty fourteen in Toronto. Okay. How many runs was that? Oh, I want to say eight. Let's see. Um, Did he even finish an inning? Seven. Nope. Point I two. Think he, he got two outs. Okay. Yeah. Seven runs, two outs, seven hits. Uh, and that one looks about just about as brutal as it can go to. If 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 uh if your name isn't Jeremy Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, if if Juan Francisco was getting ground rule doubles off of you, you your day should be over with. Uh he oh my goodness. Alright, well. Oh, and then Michael Marriott replaced him. Oh. I'm I'm not excited about it, but there's a part of me that enjoys the random Royals pitcher wheel that we got used to from like 2000, 2000 to 2012, basically. Or even 2014, where it's like, all right, who is this random white guy? Oh, it's Aaron Brooks. Oh, it's Michael it's Marriott. Like, you know? It's like playing the lottery. You always think, this time I could win big, yeah. and then you don't. Oh, it's uh, Kyle Skipworth. Or, oh, it's, uh, I don't know, I'm just, we've had so many. So many just random relievers and starters that yeah right and Dugan you've been around longer than I have I'm sure you've seen some stuff you've been covering I mean you've yeah. been writing for Royals Review longer than me so I'm thinking like yeah oh. yeah it's Max and I started the same year because I've seen some uh, names I've been writing about the Royals for nine years wow <laughs> two of them good uh, yeah two of them were good um <laughs> well 20, 2015 was good from like July on Yes, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Why yeah. wasn't it good before that? Well... I was here. They, they uh, started 7-0. Oh, did, no. It did, no, no, no. That, that, they were below 500 in July. Are you talking... You mean 2014? Oh, oh 2014. yeah. Sorry, I meant 2014, yeah. not yeah. 2015. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't... No, no, I don't 2014. Know how, how you 2014 when people yeah. want to date more fire. Yeah. 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 And then, Including me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm with you. And then there was... And then, well, I guess the end of 2014 or 2013 was okay because like the last two weeks they got eliminated um but yeah but then yeah the rest have been bad and then i'll tell you what man i did not think 2016 would end because that oakland series where it was like okay this is the make or break series for the season and then they just got pounded by oakland they got four games Mm -hmm. swept at home by oakland in one of those games, Oakland scored like 15 runs or something off. Oh, my goodness. That's the one where that's like where the season will never die. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, wow, we're going on and on. Uh, 
Oh, other thing that happened that I think I was a little bit on the fence for, Kelvin Herrera is going to be $7.93 million richer. How's that sound? Would you would you like to be seven point nine three million dollars richer? I could handle it. Yeah. I I would try to take it with a stiff upper lip. Yeah. Well, there was that one kid in Florida who just won the lottery, uh, four hundred fifty million dollars at the age of twenty. Um, that's that guy's not making it to twenty two. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Probably not. Either on his own volition, <laughs> either. Either someone's going to whack him. He lives in Florida. He's going to have to move if he wants to live. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He could, uh, yeah, he, he could buy all the Blake Bortle jerseys that he wants now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he lives in Jacksonville, but uh, he's either going to get whacked or he's going to die in a jet ski accident uh, or get stung by a stingray. I don't know what goes on out in Florida. Um, but, yeah, Anything so, and everything you haven't imagined yeah. yet. I love that Loveline has this game called Germany or Florida where Oh yeah. I they, love that game. They read a story. <laughs> I heard of that. They read a story to I don't know if they do it, but they did it back when it was uh Dr. Drew and um and Adam, Adam Carolla. Yeah. That they a caller would call in and they would read a story like of something crazy happening and the host would have to decide if it was happening in Germany or Florida. Because they uh-huh. have they surmise that all like evil or something or all crazy stuff happens. It, you know, come from Germany or Florida. So, um, which is reason I used to live for that segment. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Well, anyways, so Kelvin Herrera is much, much richer now. 7.9. I was on the fence of non-tendering him. Although that would have been a little crazy, but I don't yeah, know. A little. I mean, they've got to spend the money somewhere and it's yeah. pointless to not get anything for him. You know, you could flip him at the deadline still. Right. Yeah. If so. he if he rebounds and he might, there you can get a lot for him at the deadline probably. Yeah. I mean not as much as like Andrew Miller, but yeah. Something. Yeah. I was thinking though, like, I wonder if you could and maybe it'd be haggling over just a little bit, but I wonder if you could non tender him to get a better deal rather than paying an arb rate for him. I can't imagine I, I think he'd take umbrage at it and sign somewhere else to yeah. yeah. Right. No, I could Or I'm, sign sign with a team where he could actually win. You yeah, know, like just yeah. go sign with Astros. I guess that's true. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened with Batances and the Yankees, where they they messed with this arb stuff, and now they're probably going to lose Batances at some point. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but seven point nine is not unreasonable, I suppose. It's about a win, and it's possible for Herrera to bounce that back. But I mean, there's no other question they have to trade him at the deadline, right? Unless for some reason we wake up on July, you know. 28th and the Royals are you know 15 games above 500 other than you yeah. keeping them but yeah. in the most or, likely or he outcome, looks like a solid art, like a solid um, QO guy yeah I guess that's true you know I yeah. mean if, he, if he's having a Wade Davis season you offer him a QO and yeah. you know he's reestablished his value and he could conceivably get a 50 million dollar contract yeah. possibly if he's, not likely if he's, but he'd have to have a hell of a season if he's having a Wade Davis season can't you trade him for more than you're going to get out of a draft pick? Right. Like, You'd have multiple? to weigh that. You'd have to weigh between is yeah. he, are we going to get better than the value of the 30x pick or, um, you know, or, or could we get better prospects? The answer is typically we could get better prospects um, just from the value of knowing what you're going to get as opposed to who knows yeah. what's going to be at the 30th pick a year from now, you know. Um, so, yeah. 
I think that it's not too crazy, but I don't know. It's just that's one of that I I can't foresee a scenario where in you know July thirty first he should still be on the roster, um, unless yeah. he is having a crazy season and then nobody wants to trade for him, which seems unlikely with how relievers work. Same thing with the Soria thing. I mean, it's not unreasonable to think they could have held him to the deadline, half the price for an acquiring team from you know a yeah. money standpoint. Especially since he's he's not making that much. No, Soria. Not you know, like Soria wasn't making so so much that like if they decided they were just going to eat half of the contract, they could have gotten a decent decent prospect back yeah. for him. Like yeah. he's not without value. Yeah, it's exactly, like people people want to trade Ian Kennedy or they want to trade Jason Hamill, and and they don't necessarily have a lot of value. But Soria was actually good last year from a lot of angles, and it just it. it I mean, Hamill has value. Some. Yeah, but, like I mean, he, you know, he's a good bet for a win. Yeah, you know, that that does have value, and he's an innings eater. You know, teams teams need that. Yeah, like you know, just, he's he's a de- if he's not your number two starter, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> he, what do you, you mean know? number two starter? He was the ace for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's nonsense. It's horrible, <laughs> but uh, you know, if he's your number if he's your number three or four starter, it's not the end of the world. You're yeah. okay probably with that. Yeah, he's making. Nine million? Nine million? That's not... I mean, that's yeah, what Sawyer's making. Yeah, there's a making. big buyout. Yeah. There's a... His buyout's bigger on next year, I think. Two million. I think it's 11 yeah. that he's due or something. Uh, So nine... Yeah, nine plus two for the buyout, or 12 yeah. on the mutual. Uh, Oh, it's a mutual. Never mind. I thought it was a team. So it doesn't matter. It'll be it'll be a $2 million... Yeah, it'll be a $2 million yeah. buyout. Yeah. yeah, they're not going to have him for that of the year. Nobody does mutual options. Um, it just... Mm-hmm. The the point I was getting at was just that it, the Royals looked at Soria and said, we got to dump this salary yeah, yeah. instead of we have this thing that we can trade to get prospects. And yeah. then they traded another guy who could have got them better prospects to make it happen. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it, it almost as if, like, I mean, there's a clear difference between Joaquin Soria's contract and value and Albert Pujols' contract and value. Where right. Soria is not, it's, it's not a slam dunk surplus winner. But there's enough there. So Fangraphs hasn't projected for almost a full win next year, point eight. Um yeah. $9 million, that's roughly the price of a win. And, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, this big albatross of a thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Royals absolutely – I mean, you, like you said, Josh, you've got to spend the money. I mean, I, I guess you don't have to, but they are going. You might as well. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, if you could pay all $9 million, Pay five million of it. Uh, I mean, that looks a lot better. I don't know. I I think I'm with you guys there. We're on the same page. Good good job. <laughs> the J and J's. Um, okay. Well, there's not that much to talk about. Uh, so this will be. We always say we're going to make it short, and we never do. But this time we actually are going to make it short. But I do want to bring up one thing. Uh, Mark Redman against the uh, Tigers went. One what point one one out, seven hits, nine runs. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, ladies and gentlemen. But, That's what Montel didn't, Jordan sang about. <laughs> but not to be outdone, fellow other random white guy, Luke Hudson, against the Indians. One out, eleven runs. That's how you do it, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's how you do it. That when did that Luke and, Hudson start happen? Was that during that, uh, what, 19-game losing streak? Oh, my goodness. Let me look it up. I, I'm sorry. I just had it in front of me, but I just did a new search. Um, so I want to see. 
the most runs. Edinson Volquez did uh, 12 runs in one inning. Yes, the Volquez was, Astros last year. I was in Japan was when one. that was happening, and that was miserable to watch. Um, let's see. Yeah, Volquez won. I'm trying to see them. Yeah, so 12 runs. Uh, Guthrie inning. gave up 10. 11. 11 and 1. 11 and 1 inning. Didn't he do that twice? Yeah, he did. I think he gave up 10 and 11 separately. Right. Was they both? Because memory got shown with the Nationals, too. Uh, yeah, and he also get so the Royals won. He, I know he got shelled at Yankee Stadium, didn't he? Yep, he got. He and gave then up. He gets shelled by the Mariners too. Gave up eleven runs in Yankee Stadium in one inning, <laughs> and then he gave up. up at the end of the year. He gave up eight runs in two and a third to the Mariners in Kansas City. Yeah, I gotta see. I gotta look at that. I gotta look at that game log. Or I gotta look at that uh, that Yankee one. I wonder how many of those were home runs. Uh, I, four. That? Four? Yeah, I think it was four. Negative eleven game score, and he got outdueled. He got outdueled by by perennial ace Nate Avaldi, whose arm is at any given moment not attached to his 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 body with how often. Yeah, it's gonna land goes. halfway to home plate eventually. <laughs> uh, so double. All right, <clears throat> all right. Sorry, re- listeners, but you're gonna have to listen to this. Guthrie's game log goes double home run. Single wild pitch walk home run, fly ball bunt, hit by pitch single home run, single walk <laughs> strikeout, <laughs> strikeout. So, so there was a hit by pitch in there, a wild pitch. Yeah, we got bingo. We got a single. Uh, uh, oh no, triple. Then, no triple. But we do have a bunt. We got a double and, home run, single wild pitch bunt, walk. Four home runs and a bunt. Oh my goodness, that's and who, who bunted. Steven Drew. Steven Drew. Oh my God, this Yankees lineup is miserable. All right, Brett Gardner, Chase Headley, Old A Rod, Old Mark Teixeira, Old Garrett Jones, Old Steven Drew, Slade Heathcott. That's Ugh. that's a lineup. And then we spent the rest of the year. Well, if you just take out that New York game, Jeremy Guthrie hasn't been that bad. How many players retired the next like, <laughs> from that team? Because like, wow. did, did Garrett Garrett Jones probably had retirement forced upon him? Let's see. Um, by the way, uh, this was Shira 2015. That year. This was 2015. Yeah, yeah, it's 2015. Two yeah. years later, the Yankees made it to the ALCS completely with old. none of those players. None of those players. Brett that's, Gardner. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Remarkable. Uh, yeah, well, Chase Headley last I guess year, didn't they? Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, Garrett Jones. Well, they had to trade for Frazier yeah. to yeah. get Headley out of the lineup. Yeah, Garrett Jones did not play again. Uh, Stephen Drew, he did play for the Nationals, barely. I uh, know, 70 games. 70 games, so. And then uh, Slate Heathcott, I, I, I think he got demoted. Yeah, he didn't play. He hasn't played in the majors since then. That's something, all right. He's with the White Sox now. Um, no, actually, he just signed with the Athletics. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, it looks like they released him. The Yankees did, so they didn't even trade him. It's been, been cut four times in the last two years. That's how you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a person that Jeremy Guthrie, the Royals, gave a multi-year deal to. Uh, man, that that Royals lineup. Yeah, that's mis- I mean, that's like the same lineup that won the World... I mean, that's 2015, yeah. I mean, it's the one that did, did the win the World Series. But, uh, oh well. At least we, that's what we had to look forward to as Royals fans. Yeah. 
more of this. I mean, we'll always have Granite Camaro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then... Okay, sorry. I was looking at the Luke Hudson one. That one's pretty bad, too. Um, got beat by Mike Mussina, who had to have been... Oh, I guess this was 06. Mussina wasn't that. I mean, he was old, but not that old. Okay. All right. So we'll have to have an episode where we just talk about the most miserable moments in Royals fandom. I'll look forward to that one. Which will be eight hours long. Talk but... about Ken Harvey. Talk about yep. Jim Bambers. Talk about... You know, I don't watch I don't watch football at all, really, anymore. I tweet about it, but I don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> you drive people nuts with it. Yes, but I don't watch it, really. I mean, I'll watch the bigger games. But I, I'm, there's a part of me that's very, very happy that I was a Chiefs. I watched more football back in like the early 2000s as a young kid because I missed a. I, you know, I had to read about it later, but I missed a lot of the true misery, um, like the Ken Harvey. I mean, I know who he is, and I went to you know, I went to games when he played, but I wasn't as big as a baseball fan as I am now. So I I have sympathy for the Dugans and Maxes and the Craig Browns of this world. You know what I'm saying? And the the uh, the Frenos yeah. and Will. It was uh, it was really. I, you got really good about you're really good at writing about bad baseball. Yeah, well, I imagine which is kind of character building, I guess. Well, it's also great that Royals Review, you know, as a credit to the listeners, have always stuck around. It's always been a pretty active community. I mean, if you yeah. go over to, I don't, I don't mean D Race Bay. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like fish. Oh stripes. no, Marlins. Yeah, yeah, fish, fish stripes. I don't mean to. Sorry. Yeah, I don't mean Bay to, is actually fairly active. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to degrade another site, but fish stripes is pretty quiet. And of course, you know, it's baseball in Florida. It's never been, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, and have you seen what the owners have done to right. them? Right. Right. It's hard to. Hard to oh get. man, I'm so glad that Derek Jeter had this heel turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazing. I'm just reveling. I'll tell you reveling what. in in the like complete backlash. I love the conspiracy ideas where he went to the Marlins just to trade Stanton to the Yankees. I love it. Yeah, I need more favorite. of that. I need a show on uh, investigative discovery, a whole hour long episode about this, <laughs> about how this might be true, or with the guy, the weird guy in the trench coat that starts off those one mystery shows. I don't, I don't even know the name of those mystery shows, but. Like the alien oh, shows. Oh, oh, you know, unsolved, unsolved mysteries with uh, it was. Was that Robert Stack? Whatever that guy with that. Uh, yeah. Unsolved <laughs> mysteries with the show. Yep. It's Robert Stack, right? Yeah, there he is. Although, <laughs> although in 2008, it was hosted by God rest his soul, Dennis Farina. That I don't know how I missed that. Oh, well. I love Dennis Farina. He was so good. In oh, yeah, I love Dennis Farina. He's um, great in uh, Snatch. Snatch, yes. And then one of my favorite movies, it's a terrible movie, uh, Big Trouble. I like Big Trouble. Tim Allen. Oh, he's really good in... Uh, he's really good in... Uh, when he's playing Karen Sisko's dad in uh, Out of Sight. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's Stealing Harvard. Uh, stupid movie, but I like Stealing Harvard, too. Okay. All right, well... Uh, Jeremy, what's your favorite Dennis Farina movie? Eddie? Did you like Eddie? Get Shorty. Get Shorty. He's great in Get Shorty. Little Big League? Go ahead. Anytime here, Jeremy. I'm not letting you off the hook. Reindeer Games? Oh, Reindeer Games. Saving Private Ryan? Definitely not that. I think we lost Jeremy. 
Alright, well. Is he asleep? <laughs> no, he's just checking into the background like a like a creep. Um Okay. Alright, well, that'll do it for this one. Unfortunately it's not the most exciting one and it's not the longest one, but I'm pretty sure listeners don't want us don't want to hear us rehash Dennis Farina movies and the best the best worst games. Oh man, he's in Midnight Run too. I forgot about that. Who's he in Midnight Run? Uh, a bit, he's got a bit part. Okay. He's got a bit part in Manhunter too. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Charles. Grogan. Both of those are very, very good. Yeah. Okay. All right. We are really going to have an episode, an episode where we just wallow in our own misery. But for now, um, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Jeremy, can I plug your yep. Twitter? It is uh, Hokaius, right? H O K I U S. Yep. yep. Just the same as my uh, as my name on the articles. Simple as that. And or in all of the comments. Yep. And then your YouTube channel is the same as that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty easy. Not a lot of baseball you stuff video on games? there. Yeah, there's the, it's mostly me playing video games and sometimes boss strategies or whatever, but yeah. What about, uh, how about that Overwatch? I am terrible at Overwatch, oh. so I haven't bothered to post any of that. I don't play either. <laughs> I just, I play very few games. Mostly sports. And then Metal Gear Solid. All right, and then we've got Josh. Uh, we're going to go by little old man Dugan, uh, D-U-G-G-A-N, just in case anybody yep. can't spell it. Um, I'm Sean Newkirk. Uh, first off, Jeremy, Josh, thank you for joining. Um, obviously, we're going to do this again with you guys, but thank you both. And this is where you say you're welcome. You're welcome. You're Thanks welcome. for having us. It's my pleasure. Um, very polite. And anyways, I'm Sean Newkirk. Uh, you can follow me on Sean Core, S-H-A-U-N. And as always, you can read Jeremy, Josh, mine, Matt, Max's, Patrick. And we actually hired a brand new writer as well. Um, Another Sean. Yep. And then the other Sean, right? And uh, Alex Duval. So we've got a pretty well-rounded staff. Um, most of them fairly good. And then you get the... I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Minda. I'm talking about Minda. Minda's the one, she she's very good. But then really, yeah. Matthew Lamar, I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Matt just... Uh, Not click his stories, mostly. No, no. <laughs> Max just kind of approves them just because he kind of has to. Like, I mean, because you, you can't... It, it gets posted and it automatically immediately goes to the back page. So... <laughs> you have notice. to go through... It's like page 700. Yeah. Yeah, what are all these articles from yesterday? It's like it's like sometimes with it's like he when he logs in, his view is different than everybody else's view. His view, yeah. his story is. I've never seen one of his articles on the front page. Yeah. Oh man, this is Mark. This is my co-host. We're talking about here. Uh, you know. Anyways, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I'm Sean Dukirk. Like I said, Sean Core on Twitter. S H A U N C O R E. Um, as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you guys very much for reading our stuff. Um, I promise you, I promise you, the off season is almost over. Um, I think we've got 34 days, 33 days or something until pitchers and catchers report. Things start heating up sometime within the next three weeks. We might have some Hopefully Royals some free, of these agent free agents signings. will sign. Yeah, who knows? Um, maybe they're going to go all to Japan or something. Now that uh, Hokkaido, that be are, something? yeah, now that the ham fighters are swimming in that uh, Otani money, uh, maybe they'll bring in you know uh, a Hosmer. Maybe they, 
Yes, I want to see that. They need to sign Hosmer with the Otani money. Because he fits he fits the, the, the Pond League strategy of don't hit the ball in the air, basically. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he would be perfect there. And I can't bilingual. wait to watch the rehash of Mr. Baseball with <laughs> I, I'd rather be a rehash of Mr. 3000, the Bernie Mac version. Yes? I don't know but, I mean, that'll have to be when Hosmer has to come back and play again. Uh, oh, for the Brewers, right? My God, the Brewers. The Brewers have a baseball movie and the Royals don't. Let's just think about that. Well, Sugar. I don't know Sugar. Sugar's the minor league one. That's arguably about the Royals. It's like it's a minor leaguer who comes up through the Royal system and plays in when they still have the team in Iowa. Oh. He plays for that team and kind of flames out and leaves baseball. Oh, okay. Let's it's really see. good. It's it's actually like a good movie. Oh. That happens to be about baseball. It's like four or five years old. Okay. Maybe a little older. I didn't know it was about the Royals. Okay. Well, that one beats me because, I mean, the Rays have one. Every, it seems like basically most teams do at this point. Um, yeah. Everybody in the AL Central does, right? Yeah. Who, the White Sox? White Sox is eight men out. Oh, yeah, duh. And, right. and uh, <laughs> Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah, Field of Dreams. And then Love of the Game is the Tigers. Little Big League is the Twins. Major League is the Indians. Man, I mean, most, okay. Huh. I mean, the Royals is, a, you know, barely about the Royals. What is? Uh, sugar. Oh, sugar. Okay. Like it's. I think it's not technically. It's. It's definitely supposed to be the Royals, but like, oh. I don't think they had MLB yeah, like yeah. licensing or anything. So the Kansas City Knights is what it is. Okay. Yeah. I'm reading about it now. Okay. All but right. it's in like the, he goes to when they still had the team in Burlington, Iowa. Ah. Okay. He, he goes to that team, so it's definitely supposed to be the Royals. Even, even Tampa Bay has a baseball movie right. about the that. rookie. That's what I was saying. Um, I'm trying to think of, ooh, oh wait, no, the Dodgers are the Marlins Mr. don't. Mr. Baseball's the Dodgers, right? It's, uh, I don't well, know where I mean, he starts in that. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe they don't. The Yankees definitely have five of them. Um, obviously the Scout is the best one. Um, without it. Steve without Nebraska. It. Yep. God, that guy could do it. Um, okay, anyways, we can, we'll talk some other time about all this. So, like I said, this is really going to be it. This will be the final salvo. Uh, thank you very much for reading. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for contributing. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. We love you all. And hopefully you'll have many, many, many good days. <laughs>